The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra Mulder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who wants to stir the pot with her ex-boyfriend's ex-wife. But before we begin, we just want to give you metaphor. our... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just want to stir it together. I didn't want yeah, to say shit the, yeah, in like, like the first... I know. <laughs> It's the just, first four it, seconds of our podcast episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just muddied it. <laughs> I was like, is that, it's like a euphemism? Yeah, stir the pot. That's a thing. Yeah, but like, is it sexual? It's not. Um. <laughs> what kind of sex are you having, babe? <laughs> no, I just meant like as a euphemism first. All right. Continue with the, with the disclaimer that we're both idiots. But mostly me. Mostly just me. <laughs> yes. As you can see, uh, we want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Uh, right. We are making this up as we go along, clearly. <laughs> We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. According to one of our reviews, I have a terrible laugh. So, so please true. take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings. So hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some annoying laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. Starting out in 2024 with a lot of chaotic energy. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm bringing today's check-in topic, which is fun. Um, uh, and this is prompted by this experience that I have um, 
recently where I was in a bathroom washing my hands and noticing that I was having an intrusive thought that I tend to have whenever I'm in a public restroom. And this is because I, um, I don't like the sound of the loud air blowers in bathrooms, right? Like a, it, like a sensory thing. It's just like, I hate it. And I also hate when my hands are wet. And so it makes me not want to wash my hands. And my first impulse is always to like, just rinse my hands quick as if that's like washing them and then like use the air blower and like get out. And I was telling this to someone and they were like, well, that's the worst of both worlds because first of all, your hands aren't clean. And also you have to like have wet hands or have them under the air dryer. Like it's like, this is not a solution to the problem that you came up with. Like it actually makes it worse. And so every time I go into a bathroom and I see an air blower, I think to myself in my head without any sort, like it's an impromptu intrusive thought, worst of both worlds, which then makes me fully wash my hands because I'm like, if I'm going to use the air blower anyway, I might as well like do the thing I'm supposed to do. And I was thinking like, what a helpful intrusive thought that I have <laughs> like it is like is it an intrusive it's like thought, not like oh my god you're a terrible like a, shit person it's like this like memory trigger yeah it's like yeah it's like a it's like I see it and it triggers this like thought and it's like worse of both worlds which then like leads me to do the good thing that I needed to do which is like Funny. wash my hands when I use the restroom and like I was just thinking like are there other helpful or just like benign intrusive thoughts that I have that I like don't need to fix and aren't like, Oh my God, go to hell. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> like are, like <laughs> can see. intrusive thoughts be like helpful? You know what I mean? <laughs> I see. I see. It's funny when I was like trying to think of what mine were, I had a hard time at first because I just kept up thinking about like helpful little rem- you know, reminders and rhymes like mm-hmm. righty tighty lefty loosey. Yeah. But that's like not or like or like holding your hands up to do the left or right, you know, and making yeah, yeah, an yeah. owl. And that's not like necessarily devices. like an intrusive <laughs> thought. Um but I will say uh a thought maybe that shows up in a similar way in my life is started as a bad thought and now it's like my helper. Um my mother when I was younger, apparently I was chaotic. Who would have thought? Um, and she would always be like, slow down, Sierra, you know, slow down. When I was like pouring cereal, mm. I would like to, <laughs> milk would go everywhere or I would move from one activity to a next or, or whatnot. Um, I just was like, uh, clumsy and chaotic, <laughs> <laughs> which surprises no one. Um, and that has led that has bled into my adult life in that I make choices fast. I move through rooms fast. I, I, I can be forgetful with like my belongings because I, I move fast, you Mm -hmm. know, I make fast choices. I, I don't know. And so I, like any good young daughter does, I internalize that advice, that that well-meaning advice from my mother as like, her thinking I'm a bad person (laughs) for years, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, I'm chaotic and I may, I forget my wallet, you know, and all of these things that make me a bad person apparently. But now as an adult and somebody who is working on like loving themselves, I often find myself like flustered and like looking for something or like getting ready to leave the house or, or literally just moving through my life. And I'll often just be like, slow down, 
slow down, slow down. I don't know if that fits into the qualification of what you were saying, but it, it's a, it's a thought that I used to stay as a, yeah, a like bad an intrusive thing to myself. Thought. Yeah, yeah. That was like, like oh, oh you're God, just a hot mess. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't helpful for so long. It was more like, you know, you are chaotic and messy and, and you're, you forget things. And now it's like, you could be chaotic <laughs> unless you slow down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like got gentler over the years. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You do you like turn you took yeah. a bad one and you turned it into something that's helpful for you, which is really good. Yeah, I think that like uh, you know, we talk on the podcast about like narratives that we inherit or you know, honestly like things that trigger us to feel something or whatever. And I think I've thought for a long time that those things were inherent to who I am. And now I recognize they're just trying to tell me something, <laughs> you know, uh-huh, uh, yeah. like that you can like make a different choice. You can respond differently to these intrusive thoughts, whether they are benign or not, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, we get so many letters from folks about having intrusive thoughts. Um, and, and as somebody who's like had a lot of them myself, I, I was like, there has to be a reason for some of these. And I think part of it is like, cause we're trying to help ourselves and keep ourselves safe. And like, that's what our brain thinks is like, or what we've at least like learned is the most effective way is to like make ourselves feel bad about something so that we'd like behave differently. And I was trying to think like, how do we use this for good? <laughs> right. Yeah, if my brain's totally. going to have intrusive thoughts anyway, how do I rewire them so that instead of being like, oh my God, you're an idiot. I can't believe you did that. Everyone hates you to instead be like, you're loved or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do I, how do I pivot those intrusive thoughts if they're going to happen into something positive? So this was just like amusing. And if, if any of you have like ideas for how you've done this for yourself, um, please let us know <laughs> what your, what yeah. your benign slash helpful intrusive thoughts are. Uh, cause the bathroom one really works. Let me tell you, it's like, yeah, it's immediately totally. just like, Oh, then just wash your hands. <laughs> like That's it's- so funny because just yesterday I took my toddler to a bar, like a responsible, um, I love that. mother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we went to the bathroom at one point and she was due to change her diaper and she was doing great. We were almost done with the, you know, night we were about to head home. And then I washed my hands and used the hand dryer. And my friend was like, we could hear her crying from the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it's so scary. The sound of the dryer. Uh-huh. Yep. Like, and then me and the the friends it's that horrible. were there, yeah, me and the, my friends that were there had a discussion about how like at least half of them had like a visceral reaction to the sound and that they hated it, that they didn't make them feel good. So you're not alone in that. Yeah. No, I just hate it. I hate the sound of it. I don't like, please just put paper towels in the bathroom. <laughs> like, I, I, like, That's I not cannot. environmentally friendly. Well, I mean, I, it's not the worst thing, but it's not. Okay, anyway. so you compost those paper towels, like it's all. Yeah. It's that's fine. what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for the check-in topic. I am going to dive into today's letter. It's from wannabe shitster. <laughs> Makes a little more sense now with the shit in there. <laughs> Whose pronouns are she and they, who is writing to us from a glass jar of pickled emotion. 
Dear Sam and Sierra, thank you both and Spencer for being who you are and sharing that with us. I refused to listen to your podcast for literally years after I first heard about it because the title terrified me. You know what? That's very common. Spoiler alert. I am now getting a divorce. Yay. (laughs) But you have become a Uh regular part of my life (laughs) and companions on my journey to coming out to myself as queer, double yay. I'm not writing in about my divorce or queerness, though, but about a situation where I kind of want to be a shitster, but probably shouldn't, Mm. but might anyway. (laughs) Did a little (laughs) turn there. Here's the backstory. When I was about 18 or 19, I dated a much older man in what I now understand to have been a manipulative and abusive relationship. He used his age and authority as a religious figure to lure me in, nag me and keep me secret, cross some serious boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. It turned out he was playing with several other women at the same time. And when it all fell apart, I cut off communication and blocked him on social media. Every year or two, since then I unblocked him and snooped around just to find out what city city he's living in because I was having borderline panic attacks whenever I saw someone who looked like him out in public this is how I found out he got married and moved back to our mutual home state which brought up a fresh round of anxiety I had to work through several years later after one of those periodic check-ins I came to suspect that his marriage had ended and shortly after that I ran into into his wife at a fucking house party. Yes, his now ex-wife lives in my not very big town and we have overlapping social and professional circles. This was the first of several times we have crossed paths in recent months. I don't think she has any idea of who I am and I feel super weird that I have this random piece of information about her personal life. So, my friends, here's my question. Do I say something to her about our mutual ex? Our relationship with this man would have been separated by many years, but there's a petty part of me that wants the tea. And who knows, I might be uniquely equipped to empathize with her. She seems like a cool person and kind of cute. Ugh, baby queer problems. I've done a lot of healing around the trauma that that relationship caused. I wrote a song about it and that process was very healing and when I recently discovered after the fact that this man and I had run in the same charity race I was like what the fuck but did not have a panic reaction which feels like a serious progress for me there is a real risk I might drop this bomb on her his ex-wife the next time I see her in a social setting if I have one too many glasses of wine but I really want to know what do y'all think should I stir the shit or flush it away in my petty little heart <laughs> All right. Uh, shit stir. Uh, thank you for writing to us and asking us this question. Um, I, th- I deeply relate to your desire to want to know the tea. Um, I think that it's really real that you have this person in your life and it feels weird to be like sitting on this information that you know because of the, the internet sleuthing that you have done. Um, and I also think that like maybe a little bit what's coming up here is like, you also want somebody to corroborate some of your experiences with this man. Um, and I know that that can also be a really healing experience for yeah, folks totally. to say like, Hey, this happened to me. Do you, did it happen to you? Like, 
sort of this idea that like our experiences of this person were real and having someone else see them and verify them makes it feel like we're not just making it up or that we're not, you know, um, overreacting to what happened to us. So all that to say, all of this makes a hundred percent sense. <laughs> like yeah. I totally understand why you want to, to share this with this person. Um, and Sierra and I are going to get into whether or not we think that you should, uh, after this short break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karakal jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... 
Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Welcome back, my darlings. And thank you to our letter writer for uh, writing in and trusting us with this letter. Yeah, I have, I kind of like mixed feelings. Um, but first a little story time from my life. Um, so like a year or so after I dated like my least, your least favorite, one of my exes, <laughs> mm. There's so many to choose from. I don't know which no, one you, is my I, least I favorite. Argue, I, the, you know, the woman. <clears throat> oh, right? yeah. Okay. That would yeah. be your least favorite or am I wrong? <laughs> the abusive piece of trash. Woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. So like a year. I certainly didn't like her because she was abusive. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, the uh, about a year after I dated somebody, um, like a mutual friend pulled me aside, and we were like at a social situation, and they were like, "I I need to tell you something that I've sort of like withheld from you. You know, after you and so and so were done dating, like we kind of had a thing, and." you know, basically my friend came out and told me how this person had exhibited similar behaviors, if not worse behaviors, um, to my friend, um, as, as they did to me and that it was like a really unhealthy, um, relationship and that, um, she's still like extra extricating herself from it. And she was basically like, I just wanted you to know. And I thought maybe we could like connect on it. And we definitely did. Like, I'm so grateful that she told me because it actually empowered me to finally be like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> because like before then I was like, you know, whatever, like before then I wasn't really claiming how shitty this person was to me. I was sort of like, just sort of touching it and then letting it go and then touching it and letting it go. Um, because just because that's like, I wasn't ready to be like, fully fuck you um and then to find out that this ex of mine had been you know just as abusive if not worse to this other person it finally gave me this feeling of like fuck you <laughs> you know what I mean um so this was like a very positive situation for me and also it was super triggering and it was super disorienting I was really caught off guard by it and it brought up a ton of shit that I hadn't fully processed yet with this person. Um, and it brought up a ton of mixed emotions too, because I felt insecure because they had kept it from me. Um, even though they were like both in my life in weird ways throughout that year, it, it just was like, it, it was a lot. I, I remember going to bed that night and being like, like really triggered to use that word intentionally my emotions were everywhere and my memories were popping up. And I, I, I did not, the way I speak about it now is how I came to feel about it. The initial reaction was, was a lot of, a lot of things, <clears throat> um, because it's hard, you know, it's hard for someone. It, it, 
it was simultaneously empowering and like um, clarifying, like I said, to hear her behavior described in another relationship. You know, it was like, oh, cool. So you were an abusive asshole. Like you were controlling and gaslighting. Um, it was like empowering to hear it exist outside of my brain and body. And at the same time, it was like, oh, fuck, that really happened. It was that shitty. And you've been kind of walking around and pretending that it wasn't or whatever. Anyway, that is a personal story just about something comparable. And I think it offers like g potential good talking points about this potential shit stir because um, I'll just say these things that I'm taking from my example. Like number one, you could approach this person. I don't, that would be fine. And also like, maybe it's not you who should be processing this relationship with her because from what I can tell, you're not like friends. You're not like a safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that as a dig, but like, this sounds like somebody, you know, um, on the outsides of your social circle. It's not like you guys are tight or, or what I'm assuming. I don't know. It's not like you have each other's phone numbers or whatever, but you know, this right. is not, not everybody feels safe to like process their shit with relative strangers. I'm one of them. And um, even though I have a podcast that talks to thousands of strangers <laughs> every week about my personal shit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Like, m you know, consider that you might not be a safe space for her. Consider this might be super triggering to her because she's probably going through a separation currently, you know, because like, you um, are going through a divorce. You know how long that stuff takes. Like this person is probably still um, removing this person from, you know, your your shared ex from their life. And it just, it might not be the mm -hmm. time or place. You know what I mean? However, I really do believe in the power of representation and the power of community, obviously, particularly in, in interpersonal, social, romantic scenarios like it was really important for me to hear my friend's experience with our mutual ex it ended up being a pivotal turning point in my healing but it came from a friend um and it was still hard to swallow so that's just what i would like put out there yeah no i think that that's really real and it would have also been a really different experience if you hadn't had that experience yeah with the ex right like it worked out because you both had sort of had that shared experience and it, it allowed you to process together. But like, I'm also thinking about like, what if you go up to this woman and is like, Oh my God, I, we dated the same person. Wasn't he such an asshole? And she was like, and she's like, actually, no, he was a wonderful husband. He broke my heart. <laughs> right. Like there. Yeah. He left me. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's terrible. And I wish that we were still together. Right. Like they're, you're kind of banking on the idea that this is going to be a shared experience for both of you. When what we know to be true is that people change and people, you know, he may have been t terrible and horrible with you. And then 10 years later is married to this person and was like a great partner who, you know, you know, for whatever reason they broke up, that isn't about how he was an asshole. So like, just want to name that that's a possibility that like, you're kind of assuming that there's a shared experience here when we don't know that to be true. Um, I also think that like, it's important to think about what and how you want to share about this person. <laughs> you know, like 
I'm, I'm trying to think about and like to be clear like i'm a midwesterner so like the idea of somebody just like i don't know coming up to me and like trying to tell me their life experience about something and trying to get my own life experience out of me at like a at like a work at function a would be mortifying <laughs> To me, I'd be like, oh, my God, tell me more. But I also would probably be, <laughs> be like, can we get back? Yeah. Can we get back to <laughs> the actual can I weather? Get back to that my would be helpful. If we could just like talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want pie? Yeah, yeah. I'll and... go. I'll get some pie for both of us. <laughs> um, so, like, I want to name that. Um, and but I also think that, like this isn't necessarily something that needs to be kept a secret. Like, it's not like you need to like sit on this information, but I think the way that you present your shared experience is important, right? Like, I think there's a difference between going up to somebody and being like, Oh my God, I know that you were married to my ex-boyfriend who was terrible and an asshole. And Oh my God, wasn't he so terrible. Right. But, or being like, Oh, Hey, I think that I know your ex-husband, right? I think that's a great like, point. I heard his name and I I knew somebody, you know, who I dated 10 years ago who has that same name. Do you, is it the same person? Right? Like, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, we totally know the same person. If this was me, I would stay in my lane, not to use that terrible phrase from the internet, um, unless I befriended this person and I, I don't want to befriend them to tell them I would have wanted to befriend them because they're cute and smart and funny and they seem interesting and I want a friend, you know, and maybe if like down the line of that friendship, not like you don't have to wait like six dates or whatever, <laughs> just like when it feels a little bit more intuitive and comfortable and not shit story and more just like something that you should probably acknowledge, you can say, Hey, uh, this is like a little weird, but I, I just wanted to tell you that like, I think I actually dated your ex-husband. Like it was a long time ago. It was like 10 years ago. I was young, it, you know, and then they're going to be like, what? Oh my God. Uh. And you can kind of, you can sort of like take the temperature of what else you should share, you know, but you could, uh, to be honest, I think that it would probably be more appropriate just to be like, yeah, I was like, it was it was a really unhealthy relationship. Um, there was like a big age difference. It was just like crazy. Um, but that's in the past, you know, like sort of you can acknowledge it. What I was going to say is I, I just want to point out what I think is at the core of this letter. It's not your desire to stir the pot or be petty. It's your desire to be seen and affirmed that this was a shitty relationship. Do you know what I mean? And that this person did terrible things without any visible repercussion because that's the way the world works right now, you know? Um, for sure. Yep. And so it's like, it's not that you want to stir the pot and like ruin his ex-wife's day or his day or, or whatever. There's a deep, there's a, there's a voice under all of that that just says like, no, this happened for real. Do you know, are you like me? You know, did we share this? Like there's somebody that wants to be seen and affirmed under all of this. And I would just, you know, restate what I said already. She might not be, she might not be the person to affirm you or be affirmed by you. You know, you, you, you kind of have to like feel it out a little bit more. Um, 
and and I encourage you, even even though time has passed and even though you've moved on, like I encourage you to find different avenues to be affirmed in this experience, even if it's just like listening to our show and knowing like Sam and Sierra believe you and um, and that that was so unfair and uh, real. We know it was real. We know that it really happened and we're really sorry. Um but trying to find other avenues to affirm that and, you know, following your following a more organic connection to this potentially new, cool, cute friend. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also just want to name that, like, if you are interested in being friends with this person, right. Not just because you like want the tea about her ex-husband, but because like, like you said, she seems like cute and funny and interesting. Um, this isn't information that you need to like sit yeah. on, you know, yeah, like yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. like a deep, a secret you need to keep. And I think like, like I, like Sierra said, and like I said, like being upfront about the fact that you know that you have this shared person in your life at the beginning is like fine. Right. Like I, like, and I think it's actually probably helpful so that you're not just like sitting on this information that you're then like revealing six months down the line. And she's like, wait a minute, if you knew this the whole time, why didn't you tell me? Right. But like, but it doesn't, I want to make sure that you're not seeking relationship with this person because you think that they're the only person who can affirm you slash you're the only person that can affirm them, right. right? Like I want you to be seeking relationship with this person because they seem cool and funny and great and cute and, and all of those things that are going to be the basis of like a, a actual fruitful relationship and friendship because like having a shared enemy and stirring shared shit is like not actually the basis of a good relationship turns out, despite what many of us who work in this world feel like, <laughs> right? Like so many workplace relationships are all about how we hate other people. Yeah. But like, I, I want to like just name that and, and say like, you can be honest and you can be truthful with this person and, you know, being in a relationship with somebody mean needs to have more to it than just we have, we both have the same terrible ex. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So I hope this helps. I am uh, also re last thought, like, it's okay to want the tea. Like, oh my God, all I want to know is like, oh, absolutely. how I want the tea. shitty yeah. my ex <laughs> has been in the future <laughs> or like since we've been together. Um, and then, but then you have to be like, okay, but I don't want to, I don't want to make my friendship on accessing the tea. <laughs> it's okay to want it. It's okay to get it even. Exactly. It's even, it's even okay to enjoy getting it. I just wouldn't like strategize your social <laughs> life around it. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, we hope this helps and we love you. We do. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like access to our monthly office hours, which is when we hop on Zoom with all of our patrons uh, who show up and answer questions, shoot the shit, talk about stupid things, uh, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to those office hours. And in the month of January, we're hoping to get another 100 hundred patrons. So if you have been thinking about it and are unsure, or if you are putting it off till later, now's the time. Sign up at patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. 
Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and a review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast. And remember, it is equally important to be affirmed by others as it is to affirm yourself. We have to try to grant ourselves permission for both. You know, they are muscles. Reaching out to other people, letting other people echo and mirror our experiences back to us. And also being able to say to ourselves, I know that happened. I know that was real. I know I experienced this and I'm safe now. We can do both. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>